0: Welcome back. Hour two of After Hours with me, Rick Kogan. This, too, is another hour-long segment because the two people sitting here next to me are grand talents with a lot to say about life, music, and performance. Paul Marinaro is uh, one of the great singers on the uh, not just the local landscape, but the national landscape. And Steve Rashid has been a... What should I call you, Steve? You're like you're you musician and entrepreneur. I mean, how does okay. that? How does that uh, I'll take whatever you give me, Rick. <laughs> they are bowled over. They're both bowled over by the views from this oh, studio.
1: Yeah, it's gorgeous. My God, gorgeous. who knew? Yeah, yeah, it's a secret.
0: It's well, a secret. But the public can't come in here, so we should care. let them in. Paul is having uh, concerts two nights, July twenty second and twenty third, at Studio Five. That is the place that uh steve rashid owns how long has studio five been around now paul
1: hmm 2015 we opened it oh Um, so you
0: had a couple strange
1: years in. yeah yeah right right, exactly so yeah we opened it in 2015 and um the idea was to my wife bea Bea. who has dance center evanston which is studio five is inside dance center Mm -hmm. evanston and uh, she really wanted to have a performance space to present professional dance. Yeah. Because on the North Shore, we're in Evanston, and, and on the North Shore, um, except for the, the theaters at Northwestern, which are always used by Northwestern, or the North Shore Center for the Performing Arts, which is lovely, but massive, Yeah, um, uh. there's really nowhere to present dance. So she wanted to present dance, and I said- I'm in as long as we can trick it out with great audio and video so that I can present music. There. <laughs> I would love
0: that trick it out,
1: <laughs> trick it out, trick it out with. And so we did. And so. it's been,
0: I mean, it has not been a rocky ride. I mean, any any place that's been open since 2015 during COVID and all the uh, attendant problems uh, has a up and down kind of thing.
1: But well, for sure. We and, and I would say, you know, we... we we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we. I mean, we, we, we got a liquor license. I had never had a liquor license in my life. We, you know, we, there were all kinds of things that were brand new to us because we had never done anything like this. And I must tell
0: you, and Paul would probably agree that having a liquor license for a, a venue is a very good thing to have. We enjoy it. and, <laughs> and, and yeah. we enjoy it. We enjoy it personally and business wise. Yeah, it's right, a very good thing. Right, and and it, I could vouch for the Manhattan. It's and, quite. And, it's quite and, good. And the
1: first I would not I ever, expect that. I yeah. can blame Paul Marano for the first Manhattan I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely really yeah it, yeah when we were before the before uh, uh, this I'm is getting off topic but before we were at Studio 5 um, I, I used to uh, run shows at a little place called the Whiskey Lounge which is a little upstairs place and Paul came and performed there and uh, I thought Paul was great I didn't know him well yeah he was great and he, and he came in and, and did a great show and he said how are the Manhattans here and I went they are great <laughs> great I have no liquor
0: license but you can have
1: a <laughs> this wasn't my place this is different, point, yeah, different, different place but I, I said they're great and and he said, Well I'm gonna try one. I said, Well I better try one too then because I had never had a Manhattan. Now are you hooked? Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Paul and I haven't seen each other, he reminded me uh since we ran into each other shortly before and or on or after Christmas at Lawry's. Yeah. Were you, were you I was in I was in full garb. I was yeah.
2: uh caroling with Rose Colella's uh Caroling troupe. Oh,
0: did you wow. enjoy did you enjoy
2: that? Uh, sometimes. Yeah yeah uh yeah i did i did because, because of, go ahead there were there were moments about it that uh you know it was just you know filling time it was a gig and if if people weren't paying attention it was i well, would help is. her out yeah, but yeah. those moments where you actually reach someone and you, you, you reach, realize that time. I the that. power of these carols and the memories that it would bring back. And it's just like any other performance. If you can reach the audience, that's the goal.
0: But that if was you a, can't, that it's difficult. An, that was an intensely distracted crowd. Yes. Because basically, I was there with a, a friend, uh, Kathy Murray, waiting I do not even think we were waiting for dinner. I think we were just yeah, having I cocktails. In the, I think we were the just lounge, yeah. having cocktails, not Manhattans. Uh, Paul, th- give me, we can't do it all in the two minutes before a break, uh, tell me your history. <laughs>
2: not,
0: not just your musical history. Where are you from? I'm from Buffalo, New York. Okay.
2: And, and uh, this is my 20th year here in Chicago. I just figured that out. I had really? It crept up on me. I had no idea. What brought you here? Accident. Um I, I knew I wasn't cut out at that point for New York City. I mm. always planned, well, someday I'll go to New York City. Sure, sure. Uh I was passing through and uh, I sat in with Nan Mason. Oh my god, good old Nan. Nan Mason had me up to sing and um Where was she singing then? She yeah, was singing at Gentry. Room. Oh Gentry,
0: sure. She sure, was singing
2: sure. at a piano bar. Someone said you should check out Nan Mason. So I went to see Nan and uh she kind of realized that i was new and picked on me a little bit from That's that, as, what that as she would, does that
0: what she did yes sir
2: and uh she said well what do you want to hear and i i said you go to my head and she and uh she went you think i'm going out of my head i said no no no, 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 no. The, the older one yeah. and she said okay wise ass you come up and sing it i said okay and uh ended up kind of getting some gigs out of it so i would come back and forth for a little while from buffalo from buffalo wow and uh, i was just finishing up a college degree at fredonia school of music and uh a degree in in
0: vocals or vocal
2: uh, education and i played piano as well but um it just seemed like a friendly city it seemed it seemed tenable it seemed that i could do this and uh it's very unusual for me to make a big change like that, but I just packed my car up one day and drove out here. Did you? Did I didn't know anyone; had nothing
0: lined up. Knowing only Nan Mason would be a really <laughs> an amazing leap to come to Chicago. Yeah, uh, we'll take a little break and continue on. We're going to have these two gentlemen in here until seven o'clock. Thank you for coming in and talking more about Studio Five and Paul's upcoming concerts there, and the music world in general we'll be back uh welcome back we're talking about the new private astro club in chicago and but we're more to the point paul miranaro is here he's a singer uh Steve Rashid is the owner of Studio 5, which is his wife's <laughs> Baez dance place. But it's really a, a remarkable venue in Evanston. It has the most parking of any venue. <laughs> Acres. And, Free parking. And he since Alpine Valley in the hay, <laughs> in the heyday. We were talking to Paul about his uh, coming to Chicago and deciding after a, a brief visit with Nan Mason and Gentry to stay here you you literally did it just on on the vibe you felt adjacent. I was passing through I knew I knew I wanted to try singing
2: um I knew I wanted to pursue it I was completely green I had no idea how to pursue that I had only done a few um outside of theater and you know playing in in different groups I had only done a few semi-professional gigs in mm. Buffalo and that area so to say I had a lot of had done a lot of work to say okay now it's time to try this out somewhere else no i just came here and and kind of learned um as i went along looking back now I, that it's 20 years i realized that um I came at a time where you could still believe it or not even though we even though at that time everyone said oh everything's done the clubs are gone and the glory years are over but even at that time you could you could fill out a week with with small gigs different gigs and and work your craft and that's really where I learned on site sure where Um, would you play I did where would you sing I did I did uh, I took over at uh, the Coke Dior for when Buddy Charles left those are, the big, only, those
0: are big shoes. The only those time swear. I
2: heard Buddy swear was talking about that room. <laughs> I'll
0: bet. Oh, I'll bet. And Buddy was it's a difficult the, room. Buddy was wow. one of the most religious people in the world and one of the great. You knew him, Steve? Did you not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the great entertainers, yeah. I think, in the yeah, history of this. Yeah, town. And I was a like, very guy. nurturing, yeah, wonderful. nurturing, nurturing guy. Was that a tough gig? Very, I think it was, very much so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was. It was. But you know you had to do 4 hours a night and you mm-hmm. had to you had to come up with a lot of songs and you know the the most difficult part was when people were trying to pay attention For because sure. you just accepted that nobody's going to hear us here yeah but then i was starting to get a fan base that would come to see me there and you can tell how frustrated they would get because they couldn't hear the music it's the same thing that happened right. to Judy Roberts yes. who we all admire i
0: m- started tremendously. Uh, she started playing with me at the coke dior oh and, you know, when she was playing the Intercontinental Hotel, that was just sometimes mm-hmm. – I, I felt so bad for her, one of the great entertainers in the world with a bunch of slob years sitting there. Steve, talk about your – I know it, but uh, tell the listeners about your musical history here uh, with and without the Practical Theater Company.
1: <laughs> you had all kind of centers around that. But, um, yeah, I came, I came to Chicago from Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I followed my buddy Don Sternberg, who's a great mandolin player. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, followed him down because we had gone to college together and we uh, had put a couple bands together different lineups over the years, and uh, ended up going to graduate school at Northwestern. Mm-hmm. I had a degree in music and philosophy in, from Ripon College in Wisconsin, and came down after a point I really wanted to learn more about writing music. So I got a master's in music composition from Northwestern, and then started working in a recording studio, because I was really interested in the technical side of things, too. It was kind of a parallel interest. Yeah, I was interested yeah. in everything about music, but also everything about the about microphones and recorders. Well, about and, making music. Uh, yeah, yeah, about capturing it, and ways to produce it. So, um, ended up uh, managing a small studio, and then ended up purchasing that after after a point, and that became my my business. So, so I sort of led this dual life. Kind of still do um, sometimes as a composer performer, sometimes as a uh, engineer producer in the studio. Um, I think that's a. I think that's a good kind of
0: balancing act i know there must be frustrations or frustrations in anything but I, I find that to be a really good one i also find that the two of you in being in this business for the last 20 or so years this business at the craziest time oh, in the history of this business I it's, don't it's impossible
1: do. to figure out yeah you really don't you,
0: you almost
1: you, you can't, don't try anymore. Yeah, you yeah.
0: can't figure it out um, when did you first cut a cd
2: Oh. My first CD, it was late. It was late coming. Um, it was and, twenty twenty ten years ago. And how did it come? It, uh, it was a process that... Uh, I, I'm the youngest of 10 children. my. Oh my my <laughs> father, and I picked up my dad's dream. My dad had always wanted to be a singer. Really? Uh, oh. That was his life's passion, and he gave it up to raise a... You don't raise 10 children with singing. Unless you're Frank Sinatra. Unless you're Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Sinatra. Uh, so my first album, I'll con- I'll condense this story, but I, uh, my father in the '40s bought himself a record cutter. Mm. He saved us money; it was the only way you could record yourself. So he had these this wonderful record cutter, Meisner, uh, that was I think two hundred and fifty dollars in nineteen forty-seven. Huge, a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I when I was a kid, many years later, I found these old seventy-eight acetates. And they were my dad. And I would I would hear, you know, this is Joseph Marinaro and I'm gonna sing a brand new song, that old black magic oh my. It was the first time I heard standards oh was my. from my dad. Yeah. So he was failing uh health-wise in twenty thirteen, and I just wanted to show him because he became a little bitter, uh, that he never had the chance. You know, there were a couple false starts where Uh, producer would hear him sing at a wedding and say you you really should sing anyway i thought for my first statement recording i went groove by groove and got as much out of those acetates as possible and my father opened the album oh my lord and i wanted i wanted him to be a part of that story so just a little maybe 30 40 seconds of him singing old black magic and then we had our new version with my with my jazz quartet what do you um, think about that, Steve Rashid?
0: That that
1: is it's so, heartwarming. I know. It's such a beautiful story. And you know, it's what I mean, there's so much about music that is meaningful to me. One of the one of the big things is that it it, it impacts you at all points in your life. Yeah. And that it can be meaningful to you at all points in your life. And the fact that it's it's passed down from father to son. I mean I I I learned my love of music from my father and I passed and, yeah. and my, my kids your are both sure. m- musically inclined and, and one of the great joys my life is sharing music with my kids so one of the other great things about it is it can take you back oh yeah it's it can time take travel you, well, it's it
2: absolute is, time travel and what you just said like this business you can't even begin to figure it
0: out yeah it's, uh, it stops being uh, my this business. is the reason why yeah we yeah. keep doing yeah. it to, to to for those reasons um, <laughs> i want you but, people uh, to hear uh, even though we do have an hour i do want you to hear some of uh Paul's singing, uh, Krista Flores has your CD ah, wonderful. ready to go, and you can say on air, Hi, Krista, could you play cut so-and-so? Oh, my God. Okay, Pers- Very personal radio show. <laughs> Let's do something different.
2: So this is a different, I can explain it after, but how about uh, the track No Plan, which is actually written by David Bowie really uh the Whoa. title this is uh, the title of the album not quite yet comes from this song um and it's it's uh the whole album is is kind of post-pandemic being stuck in limbo it's not you're we're neither here nor there and mm-hmm. and how that looks here
0: you are thanks krista welcome back i'm sitting here with uh singer uh from buffalo paul marinaro who came to chicago and uh and was hooked by singing a song with Nan Mason. I still love that. I still love that. But then then filling the shoes of the legendary and great and wonderful guy, Buddy Charles at the Coke door. And we're also with a musician. And do you call yourself a businessman, Steve Rashid?
1: Oh, please, no. Yeah, I've yeah, only, only made so Baz, their, bad business moves <laughs> in my entire life. But he
0: runs a wonderful place. It's called Studio 5. It is studio, then the number 5. Dot .dance is where you can get tickets and all sorts of information about Paul's upcoming concerts on July 22nd and 23rd. If you were listening at the end of the half hour, uh, you heard a cut from his latest CD with some of the very same people who will be performing Mm -hmm. with you. At Studio 5. Large ensemble.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 12 musicians and two other singers besides you. Yes. It's
2: uh, 14
1: musicians oh, plus two singers. Oh, I need singers. more chairs.
2: You need more chairs, yeah. This is and it. we're excited to do it uh, particularly. We we debuted the album. Uh, the debut concert was at the Studebaker Theater. Right, right, which right, Which was right, just right. reopening at the time, and uh, it was a heavy lift. It was, it was wonderful. It was a beautiful, beautiful um, experience. But we're all really excited to do it at Studio 5 because... Steve just does it right. You well, know, talk we about, know that the sound is going to be great, and um,
0: talk about the space itself. It mm-hmm. is. I, I find it such an intimate yeah. space. It's not like it's kind of like a theater, but it's not like a theater. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I You know, you guys are in the biz. I'm not. I'm a. I'm just a, a well, bourbon drinking connoisseur.
1: <laughs> well, I will tell you that from the beginning, the here was my aesthetic i wanted a place that felt like a small concert hall mm-hmm. but had the vibe of a jazz club mm. but had the sound of a recording studio
2: wow and that's that, that was the perfect way to say it that because was, it's it, true that
1: was what i was after and my my dear dear friend sam fishkin is a is a fabulous recording engineer. i
0: even know him he's a lovely I know, guy too. I know he's a do. lovely guy
1: yeah and he um we We were at northwestern together, oh all I as know many that. years yeah. ago yeah yeah um and uh he's one of my f- prob- he is my favorite recording engineer in the city he's really an extraordinary sound technician and uh and with great ears and we um we really have similar audio aesthetics, so uh I brought him in when uh after I designed the space i I didn't design it alone but with i designed it with help and then um and then Sam came in. Uh, and so either he or I run the sound for all the shows. And when I'm hosting, he always runs the sound because I—that's too many hats to wear. Mm.
0: This is a this is an ambitious uh, performance. These are two nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ambitious, don't you think? Yes. Uh, the album
2: was ambitious, uh, and and two performances back to back is fairly ambitious as mm-hmm. well. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know that I would do two nights anywhere else. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's It is because it's with Steve uh, mm. that, it, that I, I can sleep at night because we know that when we show up, um, he takes care of the rest. We're gotcha. very comfortable there. We're very welcome there. Everyone's mm. at ease. And musicians you know it's it's a believe it or not it's a rarity um in live performance that you can hear yourself oh i believe that uh that the mix is good i mean we're being mixed um i i think the last time i was there uh, it's been a little
1: it's for the bowie thing
2: well uh not for me performing when i the last time oh, i was there old, as an old audience old member was for, for d alexander, alexander uh-huh. and you could have closed your eyes and you would have thought there was an a uh, cd playing Wow. It's just so beautifully mixed, and that's, um, I would say it's rare, but that's actually, it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. That's how rare it is. As, it's, as it's, a working
0: musician, and, and Paul, you've played all manner of different sorts of rooms and different style rooms, and you know there's the classic kind of cabaret room Mm -hmm. that you've obviously done sure you know lobby of lorries which you've also done which (laughs) which i don't even know how to describe it uh Uh, the (laughs) jazz clubs they're all different give me a state of performance spaces these days in the jazz world
2: um the state of them we we're we're lucky here in Chicago because we have uh, several very good choices. Winters, that's kind of a home base for me. Um, I do Winters just about every month, a couple times a month. That's a very intimate listening room. It's a um, great place. It's, 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 a, it's a place where people... Uh, it has built an audience for people who want to listen to music. It's not a gathering space to, right. yeah, to chat. Yeah. So And they stress that. Obviously, the Green Mill has... The Green Mill just exists you you no one could model another place <laughs> no, after the green mill no, it is it so works <laughs> it works almost in spite of itself it's it's yeah. it 's a bar it's, it 's yet you can go and hear an intimate concert there and i 've had some incredibly i 've done yeah. the most quiet things
0: uh, What um, strikes me is or interests me is you coming here twenty years ago and making this i i think incredibly wise decision to stay here and perform. Do you think that could happen to someone these days now? flying in or driving in from <laughs> oh, Buffalo God. or or Boise or yeah. Portland? I don't I'm not going to be I'm not going to be uh, the guy who says no.
2: That yeah, that that says no because that's what i heard. Mm-hmm. Um I mm-hmm. could remember Specific exactly people. sure. Yeah. There, know, no ago, there I don't there know no what you're going to do. You know, yeah. you sound great, but there's nothing left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess every generation can say that it is difficult. Um, it's very difficult, uh, particularly with. Uh, you know, there's really no reason to have physical product anymore.
0: Yeah, that's what right? that, that's what really boggles my mind. When it's it, difficult I, because it's- I listen to your CDs because I have a place to play CDs, but it is incredibly. I don't know how one does it, especially in when you make a CD and tell me I'm wrong. You are creating on that CD a a vocal narrative. Uh, where one song, there's a reason that one song mm-hmm. follows another, follows <sighs> well, another. Well, <laughs> I don't know that many do anymore,
2: um, because, ever, uh, you know, outside of, particularly outside of jazz, uh, mm-hmm. the idea is for a single, yeah. you want a hit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so old school <laughs> that I, I, I program the CD, it's, it has to be, it ha- there has to be a through narrative, there has of to course, be a concept, I, yeah. mm-hmm. but I actually program it thinking about vinyl so i think this oh, is where side a would end like this the is where side found of your yeah, yeah this is where side b would pick up and it's a different mm-hmm. mood if you listen to the great you know Capitol records yeah. side b side a ended with a f- vibe and side b picked up with with something that you know was part two mm-hmm. so i i do program and just as we speak i have i think half a ton of vinyl being shipped to to me because I printed this on vinyl as well. <laughs> Did you? Did you? I'm nuts. Oh, you're absolutely I'm nuts. nuts. You...
0: Nan, Mason, aside, <laughs> Nan Mason aside, you're not nuts. Steve, what kind of frustrations do you hear from musicians these days? Because I, I hear, I'm not hearing many frustrations once clubs began to reopen and mm-hmm. people began mm-hmm. to go out again. I I'm hearing the optimism.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I feel it. I mean, we heading into 2019 or through 2019, we were we were on an upward trajectory at Studio 5. I think people were really we were getting more people were more aware of us. Um, uh, crowds were starting to come and it was really great and of course COVID happened and then but since we reopened there was we tried to reopen several times, and we kept whatever the variant de jour was. It seemed yeah, to always be yeah, timed it always yeah. wrong. And so we kept trying to reopen, it and then it, and it collapsed. When we – something – a switch got flipped in 2023. I don't know what it was, but, boy, we hit January, and – kaboom people just started showing up and it was it's been really great actually yeah i
0: keep hearing the same thing. caught as much as i used to because if i did i'd be dead <laughs> uh but but i keep hearing the same thing and i'm very very encouraged about live performance because mm-hmm. i'm I, I, life is no good without live performance yeah you gotta yeah. take a little break and you will hear uh, paul sing again Thanks to Krista Flores, and you'll hear us talk again. Welcome back. We are going to talk some more with uh, Paul Marinaro and uh, Steve Rashid, and then we are going to end this interesting, I think, and to me, enlightening hour uh, with a song. Uh, We'll tell Krista Flores what it is as soon as I can remember what it is. is, On a wonderful wonderful day day like today. On a wonderful day like today, we'll end this show, Krista, if you could get ready. Uh, We're still talking, though. 20 years in the business and you 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 came here not on a whim but on a hunch what are your ambitions i mean obviously you want to keep recording and and for you too steve mm-hmm. in, in the business as it exists now i suppose you'd love to have a concert of paul's uh, every night of the year
1: yeah well it's there there i mean paul always brings something interesting innovative and um and he's in in the best possible way. He is he is a, a, a he is a great fan base, and he's a great self promoter. And, and I mean that in a really healthy way. I mean he 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 gets the word out to his people, and so people show up. Mm-hmm. People show up. Um, I mean, we've had shows that have sold out like that when we've when we've announced them.
2: I've been very so. blessed. I, I mean, uh, when I think of all the crazy gigs I've had over the years. Uh, I still can look out in a Studio Five audience or at City Winery. We were there last month or wherever, and I still see people that have been coming for eighteen, nineteen, mm-hmm. twenty years. That's great, and they, you that's know, great. And it's
0: really, that's really something. You know what special. I've seen too. I've, I have since the the uh, opening up of the world. I have seen uh, this is anecdotal, of course, but younger faces too. Uh, younger. Yeah. Fa-
1: mm-hmm. Have
0: mm-hmm. you guys yeah. too? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know it's been interesting. I do
2: uh, every other month or sometimes monthly with the CJO, Chicago Jazz mm-hmm. Orchestra, uh, at Jazz Showcase or and sometimes at Winters as well. And I will look out, and big band is attracting younger, yeah, yeah. younger people. Out of all of the uh, things I'm seeing,
0: people digging big band. Well, I think it's not just. I, I think it's I mean, my philosophy. It's not just the intimacy of the surroundings. I think people are sick and tired of listening to music at home. Yes, right, 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 right. right. The the need for human intercourse is is desperate, I oh, think, for sure. at this point.
1: That's what it's, it's all about, community. I mean, yeah, that's one of the uh, things I love about, uh, is my one of my favorite things about an evening at Studio 5 for me is that I, it's that 10 minutes before a show when I see people and they don't want to stop talking. Yeah. And they're just there They're, they're yeah. enjoying each other's company. I just love that. And it's always, you know, it's, it's almost a bit with my wife and be, me because at the end of... Um, Intermission. She's always. We got to get. Come on, we got to get going. It's like.
0: Steve! Before? Don't have another Manhattan. What are you doing? <laughs> don't, have, don't have another Manhattan. Well,
2: that's that's the wonderful part of it because over the years I've looked out and I I can name many people who know each other. Yeah, because because they've, yeah, they. met Right. They've, right, they've exactly. met at one of my performances right. and they've become friends. And they, although
0: you know, but not, not to over romanticize this whole thing, but m- music plays a huge. Big Pardon deal. that you don't Big deal. yeah I know you don't talk people don't talk during movies and people don't talk during concerts either but the, the music is a kind of envelope in yeah. the, mm-hmm. which people, Mingle. It's
1: all, There are so many ways in which we self-identify. Yeah. And music is one of them. You mm-hmm. know, we all are fans of so and so. or we all? You know, we all like this type of music. And and, and it, it builds a sort of a community within a community. And when you discover somebody new that you haven't heard before and you like that person, oh my god! It sort of opens you up to another community of people. You know, something you share with these people. Well,
0: um, I think the the ability to find someone new because not everybody. Was a was a patron of uh, of the Coke Door. Uh, you right. people are finding you you become tw- even twenty years in Chicago. You become. I think there is a thrill, an extra kind of thrill to discovering you, even though you've been around. I think so, and
2: I think there. I think what's happened. Um, I would say in the last since without a song came out ten years, and mm-hmm. that it really took that album. Um, for things to change for me and it put me on a very different trajectory um and you asked about you know where i see it going what are the goals sure. i uh, chicago's home for me now um but i really do want to it's starting to spread uh, internationally I, i'm doing performances out of the country I'm, i i want to uh, travel a bit more i do have some other recordings coming out uh but this album it's interesting as creators as steve is as well uh, this album was for me yeah. i it, yeah. i think the pandemic being on pause we all worried about is this coming back and oh sure and mm-hmm. it forced it forced me and i and i know a lot of my colleagues to to uh ask the tough questions because music is not just it's not a job it's not it's not how we make money it's an extension of ourselves yeah, and yeah. when that was pulled away um, so this album, Not Quite Yet, was very much for me, um, coming out of that, that sense of limbo. So there's a very through narrative there. It's, it's, I don't think it's a dark album, but it, it, it's deep. Yeah. Um, uh, and Steve also did an album because we often forget that. How talented he is as a musician because we know him because I he's a genius
0: businessman. Because man. he's this
2: businessman, but <laughs> who yeah. all these musicians want to perform yeah. in his space. Uh, and he's so good at, at switching hats. Uh, but he has a new album. Is it beautiful there?
1: Is it beautiful there? Yeah.
2: And uh, it's the same thing. Like I can hear a through narrative in mm-hmm. there. And I, it's a very personal album. And yes. I, I love that that's why we do this. Um, right. And I think. There is still that audience out there that's attracted to that. They sense that you're you're trying yeah, to say something. Yeah. No
0: question. I, 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 they, passion is palpable. I, I really do believe that. And the passion you bring to a song, and the passion you bring to sounds that you create, is palpable. Yeah. And I think it it moves people and affects people.
1: My friend Megan McDonough say, "This is what we would do for free if we could afford it." <laughs>
0: Another grand talent. Yeah. Another grand talent. I'm going to spend uh, the week, the rest of this weekend, finding out where Nan Mason is. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have to find Nan once again. Uh, studio Five. The website is studio five. The number five, mm-hmm. five dot dance. It is incredibly accessible. It has free parking and a huge parking lot and paul Marinaro with 14 musicians. yeah we have a
2: uh, rhythm section four horns the kaya string quartet mm-hmm. um Alyssa allgood is a backup singer with uh my guitarist and arranger mike alamana did everything mm. on that album his daughter uh is singing singing and we, with
1: us and well. we are on our official summer break so this is the only show we're doing until september this is it this we're is the packing way, it in this yeah. is the <laughs> way
0: this is the way you should spend your summer night ladies and gentlemen the nights are july 22nd and july 23rd and here thanks to christa flores is uh we will end the show with name your tune paul on a wonderful day like today it's nice and uplifting
2: and It matches this beautiful view behind me. Uh, Thank you, Rick. This is wonderful.